Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It is the Cow's Potato Sports Report. Here it's Mo Better with T Bird. How you doing, T Bird? I am and we got, wonderful. We got OG with us in our hearts OG. and minds, and there he is. There he is. How's it going, gentlemen? Going good. Win on this winning Friday. Uh, OG, yeah. I, I already know that it's going to be a long, 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 <laughs> long show tonight for some reason, because I'm sure there's someone who um, I, you can probably hear and feel it all the way where you are located. The gloat is real. The gloat is it, real. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves did a phenomenal job of coming of coming ten and a, ten and a half games back to clinch the division. Um, we were told. I'm I'm I am one who will admit when I'm wrong. We were told all season long that hey, just watch. It's a long season. It's a long season, and <clears throat> I can say this. Deep breath, T Bird. You were right. Uh. <laughs> Sound like to me you got stabbed in the chest or something. <laughs> you know, I, it started very early in the the, the ribbing and the joking, and the, that started very early. Um, you know, after the win, but I, I I'm not going to take anything away from the Braves. They played a heck of a series, and they they won. I mean, they did everything that they had to do. I do have some uh, statistics to help us understand. Who really did the Braves win the series, or did the Mets lose the Ooh. series? Well, look, you know, I'm gonna have to come in there, right there, because OG, don't don't give me none of that where they uh, did the Mets choke. Uh, nah, they didn't choke. We beat them. We tucked the series. So I don't want to hear nothing yes. about. I don't want to hear about this or that. All that matters is who won and who lost and how well we played because we beat the Mets at, at their game. You know, we, our, our players responded the way they supposed to respond in a pennant race and we won. So I don't want to hear nothing. The Mets played with their best. We played with our best and our best won. So I don't want to hear nothing about no. I do. Let's hear, let's hear some stats. OG, what you got? All right. So first of all, let's just set the stage here. So, all the Mets needed to do was win one game out of three. And they put up their best two pitchers, okay? We've got Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer... He was hurt, wasn't he? Did... No, he wasn't he, hurt. He seemed like he was a little off. No, he wasn't hurt. He was hurting because we were slapping that ball <laughs> out of the park. That's why he was. his pride was hurt. Go ahead, OG. So, so, so Max Scherzer pitched... Five and, and two thirds innings, got lit up nine hits and had an ERA of six point three five. Now, mind you, this is a guy that flirted with you know, right around the the two point zero mark all season with his ERA, and so that's miracle one. We got we got the best of Max Scherzer, and then we take a look at Jacob Degrom, who pitched six innings, got lit up for five hits, three of which were home runs and had an ERA of 450. And again, his season-long ERA is is just under three. So that's miracle, too. We took the Mets' best picture, uh, pitchers and lit them up and it had statistically had some of their worst games of the season. And for those two things, 
to a lot, you know, the, the stars to align for that to happen. My, my hat's off to the race because they, they did what they had to do to win the division and they did it. And so we as Braves fans can, can go into this, uh, this playoff series excited and happy. You ain't no Braves fan because I told what? you, I, what did I tell you that, you know, you was harping about the long season. Well, that long season helped us win a division because it gave us time to make the correct adjustments. So I'm 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 gonna add to that and just say a couple of key injuries helped the helped the cause. Who cares? Because without yeah. that, without that, we wouldn't have gotten Michael Harris up and okay. I, I mean he's been a game changer all year. Like I feel like he if we didn't have him, I don't know if we could be sitting where we are sitting right now. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, you know what I mean? We got him. That's why we locked him up, and that's what you do. That's what your farm system is for, is next man up mentality, which is what they said. And these guys came and produced. So, you know, credit to Alex for that and Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom and all that. But I don't want you to cheer because <laughs> we came back and you know you and your stats all year, all year long, wanting the season to be shorter, wanting the the uh, games to be shorter. See, this is why you got to have that because teams got to have an opportunity to make adjustments. So you well, know, every Mets fan out there is 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 on my side. They want a shorter season, and and so if if the Braves were roles were reversed. You'd be you'd be moaning about this and that, and but you'd you, be agreeing with me why, on the shorter season. Why you think they want a shorter season? If they had a shorter season, then they would have won the, the East. You would want it too. So, you know, OG, you can stick it in your sock because <laughs> stick it. In your sock. We don't <laughs> we don't want the East, and we the best team in the East uh, by far. It it pains me to say that I can't quite go as far as Mo. But I will say you were more correct than I was. <laughs> but here's here's the thing that made me excited. Um, watching that entire series against the Mets, the Braves looked good. Um, Austin Riley was phenomenal. I'm going to marry Dansby Swanson or whatever. I don't know what his relationship status is, but they were phenomenal and they looked good. They looked ready and poised to really make a deep run. I don't. I don't think it. It wasn't as if they were. It, it looked easy. They made it look easy. Does that make sense, D Bird? Well, I, I mean, their their organization is a professional organization, and and by them, they won the previous the East the previous four times. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those players have kind of been there. You know, Dansby been there the whole time. Right. So uh, I think there's a certain professionalism that they have, but these boys are younger than a lot of teams in the past with the Braves, and you know they. They got a little swag about them as well. Yeah, I think this team got a little swag about them. Dansby is is the leader of that team. Yeah, and you must sign Dansby. I, you know, I, I I I tweeted almost every day, sign Dansby because look at what he brings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I don't know if you agree, OG, but I got him right up there with uh, Trey Turner as far as free agent now. Still don't think he gonna get three hundred, but he gonna get two something. You know what you think? And he de he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. So on the flip side, offensively, uh, 
I, I know we talked about him a lot, but Matt Olson came up when it mattered the most, yeah. and he hit over 500 for the series. Austin Riley and Dansby also on fire. On fire. Uh, th- over 350, you know, they were getting close to 400, uh, you know, hit, hitting 400, which is, I mean, it's a short sprint, but that is incredibly hard to do, especially against a Met team that, you know, it's great pitching going into it, but yes. the Braves and, wanted it more. And you beat their best. That's why they didn't choke. You beat their best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those bats came alive. And let's talk about this game that we just won the other night against the Marlins. You know, Kenley Jensen came in, had me on pins and needles, but that boy came in and pitched his butt off. That cutter was low in the zone, breaking away from the bat. They couldn't get a solid lick on it. And uh, Olsen again came up big, if not, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Michael Harris laid down a perfect sacrifice bunt. First sacrifice bunt all year for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, just, just big time, big time. Win a game two to one. Pitching was great too. You got something, Dex? Yeah, we uh, just one of our chatters. She uh, she said that Michael Harris did not play well in the series with the Mets, and that Dansby and Matt Olson played like superstars, as the stats prove. That's a good point, but Michael Harris was still a threat. His maybe he didn't play well uh, at the plate, but his defense was was still on point. And you got to have all those things. And that's, uh, you got to have other people picking you up when one star is down. So, you know, uh, fair question, and, but I'll take it. And, and surprisingly, the Mets bats, I mean, the, the Mets offense was pretty good. I mean, outside of Francisco Lindor, who didn't have the greatest game, but <laughs> Jeff, Jeff McNeil was on fire. Pete Alonso, the guy that you, you, highlighted hey we, if we want to win we got to keep him in check and, and we did. did an okay job of keeping him in check exactly but the Mets the Mets bats were not the problem it was the pitching and you know we can argue that all day but ultimately I'm glad that it came down to that and not the season record because we we uh we kind of blew everything we had against the Mets and and Forgot to show up a game or two against the Marlins, but it didn't matter at that point. We yeah, had all we had to do, done. all we had to do was win one game, and uh, you know, let's give credit to our bullpen. They got a two point something ERA uh, for the year, best in baseball, best in baseball. Now that just shows you how strong we are, you know, with our bullpen and. Uh, in the game that we closed it out with against the Marlins, that was evident when you win a two-to-one game. Mm-hmm. So, hey, man, kudos to those guys. Uh, I'm, I'm just – I was just so happy. I watched the the post game all night. I, I couldn't get enough of them guys popping the champagne, popping the Coors Light all over each other. Uh, happy for Ron Lacuna. He got a chance to be – a part of the celebration this mm-hmm. year by playing, you know, and uh, I, I, you know, and believe it or not, guys, they picking Buster only for ESPN is says he don't see why the Atlanta Braves cannot repeat with their strong pitching and their big bats, even against the Dodgers. You think they? I was gonna say they got. Yeah, they they said. I'm just going by the sports reports. They're saying with the Braves pitching that it basically outweighs the Dodgers bats. 
Now, the game going to have to be played, but if you look at the numbers, OG, he got a point, wouldn't you think? He, uh, agreed. You know, I'm a numbers guy, T-Bird, and so I would agree with that. If if our pitching shows up like it did against in the series with the Mets, I would agree. But there are times where we get in our own way. We do. And and we can't, you know, we, we can't win for losing. So as long as our we have a good pitching day, you're absolutely right. Buster only, I mean, there's a reason he's one of the smartest guys in baseball. He I knows agree. his stuff. So you go. can't I go agree. wrong. I agree, OG. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break here on the Capitalist Sports Report. When we come back, we'll talk some local high school football. Stick with us. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back here on the Capital Ted Sports Report. It's Mo Betta, T Bird, and OG hanging with us tonight live here at Mission Road Studios in Cartersville, Georgia. Beautiful night for some local high school football and probably would just always put a star by it, check mark, put it on your calendar, national holiday. <laughs> uh, Cartersville is playing a crosstown rival cast, and it is a home game for uh, the Hurricanes. Um, it is a bounce-back game. And T-Bird, I don't know about you, but I suspect that they're going to put a pretty healthy butt whooping on on the Colonels. Well, you all know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I want to thank that and I want to believe that. But you got to think in a rivalry game, uh, teams tend to get up for each other. And that, no doubt, Cass will, will be ready because if they can beat Cartersville, it's, that's their season. I mean, uh, let's just call it what it is. That's their season. That uh, you know, Cartersville has really dominated Cass throughout. I think Cass has beat us a couple of times, and I know one time Cass beat us, and they had banners. I seemed like they had a parade. I don't mm -hmm. know, but I mean, it was just a big deal. But Cartersville's coming off that loss to Calhoun last week, and they're really gonna be 
I would say a little bit pissed. We expect that. Um, but again, be mindful. You know, the Colonels are three and three, but they're riding a, a two-game win streak right now. And both of those wins came away. So they certainly are used to performing under pressure, not at home. Um, not really sure who could necessarily be a, a threat. Um, but I, I think if nothing else, those 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 boys are going are going to be amped. Um, once they hit that field, I think I think Caleb Jeff Jeffries is is uh, going to be healthy after the stint last week, and I I would think Cass is going to get a, get a dose of him. I think they Cass the little Henderson kid I think is the quarterback for Cass, mm-hmm. and he's very good, very good. But Cartersville I think is just a little bit better. I'm going to go with the Canes this week uh, to win that game. But it's going to be – everybody's going to be there. If you're from Bartow County, who's who in Bartow County is going to be at that game tonight? Yeah. Cartersville, Bartow County. They're going to be at that game. People, like I said before, people that have graduated 20 years ago will come to that Cass and Cartersville football game from wherever they're at in the, in the United States. That's how big that game is. It's been rivalry week all week in Cartersville. So, all right, so Henderson is uh, – so Devin Henderson is Devin, the quarterback. And Kevin, is, his, is that his twin brother or something? Devin and Kevin? They're I, brothers, I, I think. I wonder. I think they're brothers. I don't know if they're twins, but they're they're brothers. They're good athletes, too. You know that that's some of that Henderson blood is in them. What you know about that Henderson Hey, blood? man. Keith, Skip, Kevin. I mean, they're all that, – that Henderson blood goes a long way. Why do you think a game like this means so much? It Because these kids, they grow up around each other. Some of them went to Cartersville. Some of them went to Cass. They swip, swap, flip-flop. Uh, the rivalry goes all the way back to when I was a child. <laughs> back when they were stagecoaches? <laughs> if you want to say that, if they were when I was a child, they, they went back. Was that before time began? <laughs> Okay. Did you know Moses? <laughs> okay. What was All it right. like babysitting Jesus? <laughs> Y'all hear that, folks? Okay. Let them let them say what they want to say. But yeah, it, it's it's a big time rivalry. I remember being in high school. I remember uh in my twenties, I don't care where I was at, I don't care what I was doing. I had to go to that football game. Everybody calling in. My, a good friend of mine, uh Liddell Haney from Cartersville, he, he was he's in the military living in California, calling me about the game. Hey man, you gonna go check out Cass and Cartersville? If I'm in town, I'm going. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh just just it's that kind of Is it stuff. good old fashioned hate? Have you do you remember there ever being any like fights or any, you know, just it used to be good old fashioned hate. <laughs> then it became real, real bad. Mm. And then they had to cancel it a couple of years really? because they were fighting. Yes. Yes, they did. So, OG, you probably know a little bit about that from where you come from, right? Yeah, it, it's it's the classic, just, I mean, incredible rivalry. It's like the uh, the Florida State versus Florida or, you know, um, Ohio State, Michigan. It's just those teams that just you grow up and you're either one or the other, but you cannot trade sides ever. Um, but you, you're kind of born into it and you just grow up and you always – show up to the robbery. So this will probably be the game that cast will be the most prepared for yes. all season long. Good statement. Because they, 
they want to, you know, they want to win the rivalry. And, and like T-Bird said, that will make their year. But I, I got to lean with T-Bird here. I mean, I think Cartersville is too well-rounded on both sides of the ball. They just got skilled players everywhere. And although those Henderson boys are incredibly talented, it's tough to beat, you know, when you're just the whole outclassed. Team. I hate to say it, but outclassed by the whole team, it's tough for one or two players to carry. And, and this is an, another thing about that rivalry, Mo. Me and my brother both played football mm-hmm. at Cartersville. Mm-hmm. Okay. My kids went to Cartersville. His kids went to Cass. Okay. Oh. And, I, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, that's what I, I say. What What are you doing? He says, well, we live in the county, so I'm going to send them to I say, but you can't do that. That don't even make no sense. I said, well, my I lived in the county at that time, too. But my kids went to Cartersville. So, I, you know, me and him, we had a conversation about that because I did not understand that. Mm. You you can't break that thing that we got. Thing? Yeah, you can't. Is that why you call Child Protective Services on him? I was just going to say, you probably thought about kicking him out of the family after that, or at least had a conversation about we, maybe we, he's got to go. We had some convers- deep conversations about his kids going to Cass High School. I did not like it, not one bit. Did they play any sports? <laughs> yes. And you didn't go for to Cass. Did you go to any of their games? Well, I did, but only to support my nephews. This has now turned into a therapy session. Yeah. Mo, go ahead and take how, it away. How did, how did that make you feel? <laughs> I was I was I was supporting my nephews. They both played baseball. Uh and and Tony uh Tony Jr. played basketball as well. So you know, I supported my ne- my nephews. I didn't care about anything else but them. But I did not like Do you own them. any do you own any cast shirts no, or, or apparel? No, no, I do not. We'll not wear any. We'll right. not wear any. So no, I should I return that gift I got you for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> we'll not wear any. But if you lose a bet, would you wear it? I ain't gonna bet. Oh, <laughs> Get to the root the of the wheel turning. They Go do, ahead. they do, they do, they do. Well, I'm, that, I'm that's, think on that's that. just how deep that rivalry is. But at the when I was in high school, nobody um like if you seen cast people, those were cast people. When you seen Cartersville people, they were Cartersville people. Period. It it it, it was just straight down the middle. They was on that side, and we was on this side. But now you have, I guess, because of the the way the world is now, you have former coaches that coached at Cartersville, coaching at Cass. And I don't know if we've ever had a Cass coach, but we've had a couple of coaches go up there. So in my mind, I didn't understand that. Once you're a cane, you're a cane for life. But sounds I want like a game. It sounds like the beginning of the East Coast West Coast hip hop beef. But you know, it's it, it, I think the the rivalry is back to being a nice rivalry Fun. now. Fun. Fun. So it's going to be a great game, and nobody wants to lose that wears purple. But what, what if you had to predict the score? How how bad do you think it'll be? Personally, uh, and I, I'll be a little conservative here. I'll say. 35-7. You don't you think they only get one touchdown? If they get that. So you think you think you're going for the shutout. Really? Well, I just they just need a beat down. 
I mean, you, you understand? Look, see, you're, see, that's your feelings talking. That's your feelings talking. <laughs> well, do, do you need a hug? Coming off the game, we the, the the game we had last week, they got a lot of stuff that they got to get rid of. You understand? That was a tough game. Ain't taking nothing away from uh, Calhoun, but uh, you saw in the second half, we pretty much dominated the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, just ran out of time. Ran, oh, basically ran out of time, and then the short field helped. I'm giving that to Calhoun. They scored the majority of their touchdowns off short field. They couldn't sustain a drive like we did. So I think I think it's going to be some bottled up stuff there from from the coaches and the players. They they want to go back and say they were better than us that night. Yeah. Well, here, that here's it. the thing, and that. One of the things that I respect about Cartersville as a program is the way they bounce back, the way we expect them to bounce back is a testament to the way that they're coaching and, and the tradition yes. um, and the and the work that they put in to, again, not only just win football games, but having a winning mentality. So I would yes. be very surprised and a little concerned if they don't come out literally just pedal to the metal. I agree. I agree with that, Mo. What about you, OG? Yeah, I think they're coming out and they want to prove that that was a fluke and a mistake. And I, I part of me feels a little bad for past on the beatdown that they're going to get tonight. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that there's any way around it. I think that regardless of who you who you root for, um, Cass winning tonight will be a miracle. And that <laughs> is that. <laughs> folks we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back here on the couch potato sports report to talk um about the falcons stay with us being better than basketball chat with us live on fridays or catch it later on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts we are back here on the capital sports report it's mo better t bird and og we also got deck sitting in do we call those the ones and twos or is that the board the <laughs> i mean he's not a dj it's right? a roadcaster and the 10s I, and the 12s yeah no i kind of <laughs> messed that up so we're gonna go ahead and forgive me so all right let's talk a little bit about the falcons i mean t-bird you're just riding the wave here with our local sports teams. i know that you oh, couldn't man. have been more happy with the way that our teams across the board have played um the falcons really gutted it out and got a really good win against a pretty good uh cleveland browns team but there there were some stars that kind of you know had an impact and and showed us a few things um and not and not who we expected um, we certainly expected a bit of games from Pitts and Patterson, but there were some others who, again, um, kind of uh, proved it. Maybe it was a little foreshadowing because um, we're going to need him this week. With that, with with Patterson and Pitts being out, we're up against the goat. Yeah, uh, Caleb Huntley 
and Tyler Gears really had very good games, uh, particularly Caleb Huntley. He coming in and ran the hell out that ball, but the offensive line was blocking well. Yeah. They were actually getting some accolades from the uh, broadcasters that night. Accolades. Accolades. Aren't those a breath mint? Yeah, I was going to say. Altoids. Altoids is a breath mint. I think alkaloids is like quaaludes back in the 50s yeah. or something. So, Hey, folks, they slipping me stuff, so don't, don't pay no attention. What's in that can I mean, <laughs> Anyway. We they, said they, they, Pepsi earlier. <laughs> they were really uh, – the offensive line, let's give them some credit. Them boys, they, they were pushing them. They were winning the offensive side of the ball. And that allowed those running backs to spread their wings a little bit Caleb Huntley was running that ball like uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you, low center of gravity. You know, Nick ate us up anyway. Right. But Caleb was running that ball with Tyler Gears. Um, I, 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 we, we needed a game like that. Arthur Smith was fired up. I'm sure. Because usually we lose a game like that. So, I was I – was, I was, the defense came up in the end. Grady Jarrett is having a – it's a phenomenal year so far. Had a big sack at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to have. You know, you you, you got your defense has to make big plays when it's time. OG? Yeah, I, I got to say, I my hat's off to the O-line because I thought there was zero chance they would win the battle. And, boy, they, they certainly did. And it's exactly right. It, it allowed us to be – to have that two-pronged attack, passing and running. And and it wasn't all reliant on one or two on on Cordell Patterson or you know whichever wide receiver was was hot that day. We could have that dual threat, and I think that was really the difference maker. But I I kind of feel like the Browns are are similar to the Falcons in that they give those close games away more often than not, and it, it came down to the wire. And you know I mean twenty three twenty is not a, a blowout by any means, but. I'm just glad we were on the winning end of, of one of these every now and then. But 2320 is a win. 2320 is a win. And that's it is. and that's oh, it all is. that's all it that matters. That's all that matters. It puts the Falcons at two and two, which is actually second. No. We're tied for first place with the Bucks. You're right. You're right. We are who would have thought we would have been saying we're tied for first place at any point in the season. Which makes the game Sunday <laughs> all the more a little more meaningful. Yeah. Um who do you who do you expect this stuff up? Um, uh, for the Bucks, okay, we got to remember they got Julio Jones, who hadn't played in the last two weeks. What else is new? They've got Russell Gage, former Falcons, and I guarantee you that they want to have big games against us. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. we 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 just got to be mentally prepared for this rush that we're gonna get. And but also, you know, they don't have a Dominican Sue. You know, Sue didn't didn't resign back with them. They they lost uh, uh, one with the three fingers. Uh, Paul, what's his name? Uh, Pierre, Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Pierre Jason Paul, Pierre. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 lost him too. Why so, does he only have three fingers? Uh, he shot him off. Shot him off. Fireworks. Fireworks. That um. That's gonna really shorten his math career, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, I said it. I said, Rim shot. I yeah, said it, dude. Said I said it. Shot. 
But that OG, they don't have Jason Pierre-Paul, and uh, they're a little vulnerable because they're not playing that great. This is a great opportunity for the Falcons to play a complete game and, and steal a win here, wouldn't you think? Yes. I, I The Bucks are definitely not the team they were last year, and I would say on both sides of the ball because their, their O-line has looked rocky at best. I mean, Brady's taken more sacks now than he did – almost through uh, eight games uh, last year, and they just do not have the running game that they did, which means Brady's more frustrated because, you know, they're, they're, they can double cover these wide receivers. And I think of all the, the times we play we play the Bucks, this is a good time to catch them in the season before they really, you know, get in full stride. And so I, – I hate. To, I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Bucks, but there's. I'm not counting the Falcons out by any means. Well, I think if we hit Julio a couple of good times, he'll be done for the game. <laughs> right. You know, all we, you know, we just got to make him pull a hamstring stub or stub his toe, stub his toe or whatever. So we'll get him out of the game. Here, I think there's an opportunity here again. That, that I think that. We all had a lot. We were expecting a lot from Patterson. We expected him to be the workhorse. We expected him to be the playmaker. But I think there's an opportunity here again. I don't think any of us thought the Falcons would be at 500 at this point because we knew how tough the seasons, the schedule was at the beginning of the season. Uh, but Algier, uh, Huntley, rookie London. I mean, we, those guys can and should have a big game on Sunday. And let's just hope that Mariota is able to run this office and manage this office in a way. They were able to use these weapons in a way to, to really just kind of steal one. What you got, Dex? Uh, yeah, quick question. How do you guys think that uh, Pitts being out with the hamstring is going to affect Mariota? I think it would affect him some, but we that's what I was about to say. I was disappointed in the game last week that we didn't target Pitts more. I want to know why we are not making him more of a, a part of the game uh, early or late or whenever. He's a unicorn player, they say. So you got to make him and put him in positions to be uh, a threat to the other team the whole game. I don't care if he is double team. A unicorn player will make those catches just like uh, uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey for Kansas City. They throw it to him, and he got three people around him, and he still make plays. Pitts is supposed to be that type of player, so we need to make him that type of player. And you ain't going to never know if he can do it unless you – Put Do him in you that trust situation? Mariota to be that accurate to be able to get it to him, get it in his hands? But you got to use him, Mo. You, you know that he's your starting quarterback. You, you got to put him in situations to succeed, like a rollout or something. Run, run a route. Uh, wait, that's they are moving the pocket with yeah, with Mariota. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta put Pitts in situations to succeed. He he's they calling him the best tight end. This been drafted in the last in in the last thirty years. I think it's it's more complicated. I remember Julio a few years ago, especially when he kind of uh, moved into that elite star yeah. playmaker. Um, he was saying how you know I had to pull out routes that I was running in in college yeah. just to kind of be able to put himself into position to play. So maybe we just again. Allow the season to progress a little more. Allow allow Pitts to really just figure out how he is going to again exert his will because it, I, I we certainly know that defenses aren't making it easy for him. Well, they, they got to figure it out because that's why you drafted him number four overall. Okay. So whatever you got to do, you got to make him a part of it. also OG for you come in here. 
Um, the wide receiver, uh, is it, what's it, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus? Let me tell yep. you something. This is what I see with him, and I wish the Falcons saw the same thing. He reminds me of Debo Samuel. And if you could use him a little bit like Debo Samuel, I think we got some. This kid is tough. He makes tough catches, and, and, and he's just tough. Use him in that manner and uh, to help our offense be a lot more than what it is. So, you know, we got some weapons. We just got to find them. Well, they're I, saying that Anthony Ferkser is going to be coming in, and uh, he's coming out of Harvard uh, as tight end. He's coming out, out of uh, uh, to, Harvard. To play Sunday? Yeah, not exactly known as a tight end factory. They probably made more NFL owners than they have. He's just going to take up the tight end. He's just going to take up the tight end spot. Yeah. He'll, he'll, they'll probably use him more as a blocker. A little warm body. Yeah. So what you got, OG? Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. We need somebody to be the clear number two wide receiver for, for Drake. And, yes. and, and we need two uh, pass catchers. Uh, obviously, we've, we're pretty set up with uh, our, uh, Pitts, and then we've got Drake, but Pitts isn't here. So we need somebody to step up that's going to make those safeties and those corners not be able to cheat and, and – play the run game we've got Mariota has to come out of the gates accurate to show and establish the past so that we can develop the run I, I think it's in, it's impact it's incredibly important for us to be that that dual pronged threat and I just I hope that we need Mariota to be the quarterback that we pursued and not just a game manager on this game uh, because uh, Brady's Brady's not going to make that many mistakes I mean he rarely does and so we got to We've got to take advantage of the times we have the ball and keep Brady on the bench. I agree with you 100%. Mariota can't fumble the ball in key situations either. He's done that the last couple of weeks in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Cannot do that. Also, on the defensive side of the ball, um, A.J. Terrell had a, a phenomenal game. Uh, he basically shut down his side of the field. Uh, Grady Jarrett had a great game. And our defensive ends kind of got in there, uh, you know, to get to the quarterback late. So, got to, you know, got to stiffen up. I still think we got to stiffen up the defense a little bit more. But uh, hopefully, as the year goes on, we get better and better in all facets of the game. Yeah, it makes me a little nervous that that um, Mike Evans it was has been so dominant the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I just – we – we have got to keep him in check. He's going to get some, but we have got to keep him in check. Well, I mean, that, that means that we're certainly going to really need our secondary to play better than they've been playing. And maybe they're up to the task as far as talent, but as far as experience and just really um, making sure that they're not, you know, getting penalties I just think it's a, a tall order against someone like Evans. It's just we're asking a lot. And Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, he's still Tom Brady. He may be about to go through a divorce, so he got some other things <laughs> on his mind. But hopefully that's going to play a part to where uh, he ain't 100% Tom Brady. No, really? You don't, you don't become the GOAT by letting your personal life. So uh, he'll 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 show up. Speaking of uh, showing up, I did y'all watch that game last night that was just – 
Uh, it was horrible. Stinker. It, it was horrible. I felt so. I mean, did I hear right that Matt Ryan has been sacked 19 times already this year? Did I hear that right? You heard it right. Yeah. You heard it right. There's and no I, there's no way he can last the season with that kind of ah. Uh, and I feel sorry for Matt yeah. because the guy can't get a break. Mm-mm. I mean, he was getting killed in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he thinking I'm going over here with this better offensive line, and he done got more sacked more in four games in Indianapolis than he did in Atlanta. Right. <clears throat> who was the rookie that got just tore up on that O line? He that, was that, it 79? Uh yeah, 79. Oh. Uh, I think he's their rookie mm-hmm. guard, right? Yeah. He was back there with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got blown up, buddy. As a fan, you hate, again, to see two, and they may not be elite quarterbacks, but they're better than what they looked last night in mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. It just, it was hard to watch. And as a as a historic Broncos fan, um, you just you just hate to see the, the just utter disaster that is shaping up to be the Broncos season. So many expectations and just really just not, I mean, I, Notre Dame could probably beat them. Oh my whoa. god! Whoa, 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 whoa! Shots whoa. fired. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, Mo. You know, you 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 getting you getting next to me now. Yeah, we're gonna go to a commercial break. Uh, Mo isn't gonna be back with us right after the break, so you, y'all you, say your goodbyes. You, you getting next to me on that one, Mo? Did you see anything worth? I mean, any positives from last night, game, OG? Yeah. The kickers are both very good. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, no, I mean, both defenses were, I think, better than, than advertised. But it was just the offenses were so bad. And look, I, I have all the respect the more for Matt Ryan. He, he, did, he did the city of Atlanta a lot of good for a lot of years. And so oh, I yeah. don't want to see him just struggle either. like that. I mean, I just feel bad for him. But, man, it was it was hard game to watch. It it really was, and I'm I'm with you on that, OG. Uh, you know, I'm a Matt Ryan fan, and I want Matt to do well. Matter of fact, I know my Falcons are not going to Super Bowl this year. I wanted the Colts to go to the Super Bowl with Matt and give him one more shot at yeah. trying to get that ring. But I, you know what, I I I just don't know because that was the that was just an awful football game last night, and Russ. I think he's trying to adjust to being in Denver, maybe the contract, thinking about his contract, because Russ don't look like Russ. Mm-mm. It's the altitude. No. I mean, no, no, no. So, so Russ didn't, I, I mean, I'm not defending the guy, but he did not really have much of a preseason at all. Plus, they've got a rookie head coach who Who's has not had doing a good job. Time, who's had some time clock mismanagement and just poor play selection Mm -hmm. and so Russ is kind of competing internally and against the other team and he'll get there I mean he's Russell he's a competitor and a good one but it's going to take a little more time than I think everybody thought uh in football nation well he's he better get there pretty quick because they were showing (laughs) those fans last night and they look like they were ready to have a barbecue they're turning (laughs) they're turning on him they look like they're ready to have a barbecue because he missed, he had the guy open at the goal line to win the game, and he missed the slant route. The guy, they did that little pick play, and the guy slanted. He was and that guy, I forget who he was, but he was pissed because he took his helmet off and slammed it on the ground because Russ missed him. 
And I uh, and, I like Russ, but, you know, he got to get it together. Yeah, he's, he's certainly not playing, at like, you know, championship Russ Wilson from Seattle football for sure. But, man, Stephon Gilmore, that last play to get that hand in there, yes. uh, he's, he's still got it after 10 years. Yes. You know, I mean, props to him. Yeah, that was a great play, man. That's the way you draw it up. Because the guy had him beat, and uh, he stuck that hand in there and knocked that ball away. So, hey, you know, it's the NFL. A lot can change between now and what they got, uh, 16 more games now? Yep, yep. And, so, um, anybody watched the, the Monday night game? That was um, San Francisco and the Rams. I, I watched that game. One. The Rams looked terrible. They only, they only managed nine points. Yeah, they, they really not looking good. I think uh, uh, Matthew Stafford threw a couple of picks. Didn't look comfortable at all. Uh, Debo Samuel was was That's being a he was playmaker. Being, he was being Debo Samuel, and uh, that, and the 49ers yeah. won the game. That's a, he is a man amongst boys. When he gets the ball, oh my God, is he exciting? He but runs mad. Hebert, you, you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. The, the Rams are the Rams got exposed, and Matt Stafford especially got exposed that. Maybe he's not quite all that he's hyped up to be. And I got to wonder if he's really missing Odell Beckham and, and he's relying so heavily on Cooper Cup that he's just – maybe he misses Beckham. I, I don't know, but he's not the Matt Ryan – or the uh, the Matt Stafford of old. Well, he likes to throw the ball down the field. And, you know, and Beckham gives you that threat. Um, you know, uh, Cooper Cup is more a possession-type receiver. Uh, he can get down a little bit, but Beckham gives you that ultimate bomb. So, uh, you know, they got a lot of work to do in L.A. Uh, and Sean McVay, I'm sure he's working on it. But they look – they really did not look good Monday night. And uh, right now – I mean, our Falcons exposed them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a game that we should have won. So, there right. you go. And you see – a, a team at a higher level than us can win those types of games. Well, here's the thing, and, and there's a lot that changed from that Super Bowl team to this year that, that, they, that I think we're not accounting for in terms of, again, it is it is the right potion mix for mm. a team to really um, make it all the way uh, to the Super Bowl. And I personally still still think it's early, especially with a lot of the, quote, contenders it is. not playing great football right now. But I think give it give it three or four more weeks – We'll start to see a clear picture of the teams that are going to pull away. Maybe again, the Falcons have really surprised me with it, how well they've kind of at least been able to tread water till now. So maybe, maybe, hopefully, if they don't have too many more injuries, because that seems to be something that's kind of, you know, really kind of causing yeah. a domino effect right now. Um, but who knows? It's it's. I don't know. It's not as long a season as baseball, but it's certainly a lot to be determined in terms of who's going to start, you know, being head and shoulders above the other teams. Well, you know. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, OG. I think everybody's chasing the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're they're the team to beat on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're not going to win every game in the NFL, but I think they are kind of the blueprint of success right now. And defense leads, and I am I I like the fact that defense is leading the Falcons. We just need our offense to keep up, and we've got some key injuries. So I I think Sunday will be a great test for us. But 
I, I, do, I like, I am very positive about the Falcons defense. I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever say those words. Right. Are we not, are we not impressed with the four and start for the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I think, uh, Jalen Hurts is really playing well. I, you know, he was a kid that everybody tried to count out. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for that kid uh, because he's showing them that, that he's an NFL quarterback and they want to make him a wide receiver and a running back and all that. But he's a he's their leader, right? He's leading those those guys in Philadelphia right now. So I'm happy for him. All right, guys, good talk. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Report. We'll be back to talk some Hawks. The the good news continues. Stick with us. Bang, bang. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm tied in with the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. We are back. We are back here on the Calcutta Sports Report live. You can join us on uh, Podbean. You can catch us on, you can like us on Facebook, get on our email mailing list. And T-Bird really wants me to remind you, you can catch us on Twitter with the couch spot, the couch spot. I'm never going to, that just, it's literally sounds like a spot. Uh, Well, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking adult casting couches. Yes. So that's exactly what I'm seeing. That's why we're, that's why we're kinfolk. No, was, or we're both pervs, you know. That, one of that could possibly be it too. Are y'all lovers? Stop <laughs> fantasizing. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta just dirty everything up, T Bird. He met my wife actually right. the other day. I'm pretty sure she's in the spank bank. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't lie! Don't lie! All right, so I'm um, sorry, Mrs. Dix. I'm right. I'm sure because <laughs> uh, Hawk started post post preseason action, beat the Bucks. Looked really good, T Bird. What, what do you? Th- I, I, let me just run some of these numbers uh, by go. you. Here we go. The Andre Murray, twenty-five points. Trey Young, twenty-two points. John Collins, sixteen points. Uh, Drew Holiday, or whichever Holiday it is, the two we got both of the brothers, sixteen points. That's some very good balance. Uh. And then you got a couple of chips from Capella and all of they they beat the book. And what what's happening in preseason? I noticed around the league that a lot of the stars are playing at least the whole first half. Yeah. And in the past, they didn't even play the game. Nate said he wanted to do that. So. Yes, and that's good because you got to build that continuity for the season, and and you got to go get it from the jump. 
and you got to build that chemistry with Trey and DeAndre Murray. So I, I, you know, I'm happy about that. I'm, I, I really am, and I'm glad we didn't trade John Collins. And I hope he. I, this is a good talent. He's a good talent, and with the right mix, Mo, you rolling eyes, but with the right mix, I think we got a chance to be very good. Oh, gee, we've got a two-headed monster in these two point guards. What, what do you think? Are, are you? Are you sold yet? Or we? Or is it, it's the preseason, so I'm just literally just. It, like you just said, it's the preseason. It's just like like we talk about preseason in the NFL. It doesn't really matter. I, in however, this case it does. At the, at, on the same breath, I will say it is refreshing to see the ball spread around and the points get spread around. And I think maybe changing the the kind of the mindset of everything goes through Trey and Trey's going to put up 30 points every game like the, it's refreshing to see the ball spread around and Trey not be the number one scorer for once so, I mean that probably doesn't happen very often well I think in this case the preseason matters for the Atlanta Hawks because they're trying to develop the chemistry to be great in the season and you the only way you're going to do that is to play early and uh, hopefully you don't have any injuries. You know, let them play the first half of every game or let them play the second half of every game. But you, we, we got to get some kind of continuity with our basketball team so we can have an identity. Well, you know one thing that is is a little bit kind of nice to see, and that's at least for this first preseason game, everyone seems to be sold on defense. Yes. They were communicating. They just really were in passing lanes. So there, there's certainly – this is a different defense this year than it was last year already. If, yes. if, if this if this game is an indicator, then that's exciting to see because at least that means that Nate has the locker room for now, that Nate has a vision, that Nate is able to inspire and coach these boys up and has a, an idea of how, what he wants his team to be. So I agree with that. And DeAndre Hunter had 16 points too. I'm sorry about that. So if if DeAndre Hunter can play a whole season, yeah. and, you know, he's supposed to be the defensive guru, and DeAndre Murray, he's known for his great defense too. Second team, uh, all defense. So, you know, I, I, I want us to be – I want to be happy when I go watch my Hawks this year, you know? Mm -hmm. And I want to know that we coming in with the mentality that we're going to win the game. And if we don't win, it's a surprise. Oh, the, the, the Bucks played I'm, – I'm sorry, Mo, but the Bucks played uh, Giannis and all them the first – the whole half. So, you know. Oh, gee, should do we, do we need to – I don't know. Do we, do we need to start Look, believing at this point? I, I I think it's I think there's signs, you know, to, that we're saying there's a chance here. I mean, we all three of us preached about we need to see defense, and look, a very small sample size. We saw some defense, and we saw some, you know, some a lot of positive things. But we it's it's too early to to jump on that bandwagon right now. But man, I'm glad somebody out there listened to us for all of our preaching because it sounds like you know. We're seeing some signs of what could be a really good season this year. Yeah, maybe maybe Nate has been in the comment section of some of the some of these sports sites. <laughs> it's taking. Yeah, me. I mean somebody need to talk to Nate because I was ready to skin him last year with some of the decisions he was making. I still don't. I think that well, again, obviously the Hawks had a great 
uh, preseason, a great training season. And certainly their preparation for this season is at least evident in this first preseason game. And that's good to see because that means that they're focused. That means that they're hungry. And that means that right now they're willing to do um, what the coaching philosophy requires of them to get wins. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not? You know, you, you and if you do that, it's going to attract other great players that want to come to Atlanta. Everybody want to live there, but don't nobody want to play for it. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I know that's one game and I know it's preseason OG, but you know, I was, ha I was happy to, to be able to be happy about that game. You know, it's, I, I, I want all our teams to win, but, and Lord knows us, we in Atlanta, we need some winners. So I, you know, I'm gonna crack up about the preseason win. <laughs> you can, and I just want to, I want to say, Tiber, this past weekend was the first time yes, in sir. a long time that you had three of your team. Your teams went three and zero this weekend: Notre Dame, <laughs> the Falcons, happen. and the Braves. That'll never happen. And also, every team in Atlanta won. This past weekend, including Georgia Tech, including Georgia Tech, uh, well, who it against Pitt, Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's ranked right. They were like three and two, I think. Yeah, and and how about that? And Dex got on a Georgia Tech shirt, and I want to mention Mo. Let's say it. Mm -hmm. We called that we called last it. week, didn't we? We, we? we inspired them to get their first win because we talked them up last week. We Actually, did. it's their second, but for them to win yeah. after firing their coach, yeah, they won one. They were one in three. Yeah, yeah they fired. That coach. was an inspired. That was an inspired ball club right there. They want to show that they made the Georgia State made the right decision getting rid of it. Yes, sir. Just ah. Hey, to uh, digress back to uh, Atlanta Hawks. What do you guys think of Jock Landale, that Australian that they traded for, um, replacing Danilo Gallinari? I don't know. Center? I don't know enough about him. Uh, I'm gonna have to see some play, and I hope he's an intricate part of the rotation. I mean, he's. He's younger than Gallinari, and um, you know, but was was Gallinari really putting up all those numbers in order to you know keep somebody like him? They also traded out some first rounders too. So yeah, they 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 got an abundance of uh, first round picks, but you know, Gallinari had moments during the season. Uh -huh. uh, it didn't hurt me when when uh, they let him uh, when they traded him. It didn't bother me at all because a lot of games he missed because he was hurt. Yeah, but you know he has some good moments with us, but he's not gonna make or break us. I mean, that's a lot, you know. For centers are very vulnerable to being injured, especially once they're over like seven three. I mean, they just they they're just sticks. Yeah, well, he was more like a, a power forward. Yeah, you know, he could he could play center, but he was more like a power forward because he could shoot the three. Yeah, you know, so you know, uh, I just hope whoever we get to replace him, uh, we we can, you know, get some good uh, production out of him because, again, our other boy, um, what's what's the, what's the other kid that was with Gallinari? You know, uh, uh, what, was it Capella? No, not Capella. The you one know, you like? Come on, I can't think of his name. Come on, help me, help me, mind. You know the guard uh, from from uh, overseas, Bogdan Bond Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bog. Right. Thank you. The, he already hurt. Right. And, and you know, I don't know what we're going to do there because we need Bogey. And and every time I look, what? how did he get hurt? 
what did he do in the offseason to get hurt? Right. I mean, he already hurt. Already hurt. I mean, already. I'm just already behind the eight ball. So, 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 all right. So, gentlemen, if the Hawks for some reason go undefeated in the preseason, what what do you think that tells us as far as what can we look for? What we can look forward to? Very little. <laughs> no, I, it no, just it, no. I, I mean, it, it's a glimmer, but it's it's the preseason. Like, it, it, there's well, not enough there. Well, you remember we we got off to that six and zero uh, start after we had that uh, good preseason a few years back. I think it was Trey's first or second year, and we ended up having a, a nice season. I just think in this case for the Hawks, if they can have a a really good preseason, that's just going to give them the confidence to be better and to get off to a better start because that chemistry is coming together. DeAndre Murray is a intricate part of this team and if they're doing that that says that he's playing well along with trey and everybody else so i think this preseason means more to us than maybe some other teams that's that's my thought on it and you know basketball preseason and football preseason those are two entirely different preseasons to me you know you know basketball you really trying to get that chemistry uh, early for the for it's important to get off to a good start in the NBA. It is so that's that's my thought on it, Mo. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, it certainly can change from week to week, from game to game. But I definitely like the hunger that we certainly are seeing at this point. Because again, yeah, these 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 games really don't matter. But it's the mentality of understanding what this season means and what and where you need to be mentally in order to be locked in um, from game one to game 75. And it means a lot to Nate, too, because Nate got a lot to prove. Oh, yeah, he does. <clears throat> he got oh, yeah. a lot to prove. De- definitely think he'd, there'd be some eyeballs on him if, if they don't if they don't do well or at least do better than expected this I season. Agree. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. Hitting the last stretch, we're going to be back and talk about some Bulldogs. Got a big game coming up this weekend. Y'all sit with us. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports, from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday at 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Ty Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dino of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. 
are back here on the Capitan Sports Report live at Mission Road Studios here with T-Bird. That's my mo. Really? Yeah. Something wrong with you. I'm going to give a shout out to my lovely wife, Shell. Yes. I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting us. Shout out to OG's mom for always uh, chatting in and, and supporting us and everything. Just if you guys ever get a chance, please share the show with uh, as many people as you can. We would love to get everybody's opinions, everyone's voices, and follow us on the couch spot on Twitter. Bang, bang. All right. So we talked about Georgia Tech winning. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, UGA looked really shaky against Missouri last weekend. Really shaky. And it was it was really not a guarantee that they were going to win until those closing minutes. Um, is this just a fluke? Or, T-Bird, or is it the reality that this is just not the same team that that won a national championship last year. Uh, well, it's, I think it's evident that it's not the same team. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I, don't, I don't think the defense is as good uh, as last year. But, you know, that's why I don't really like polls. And, I, I you know, I, I, I'm a second-tier Georgia fan. I cheer for them when they're not playing my fighting Irish. But I, I think that um, they're – they're, you know, they're winning and playing a lot off of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this team is going to have to get their own identity. And uh, the, with the polls, you know, because you drop one, that to me, that don't mean a whole lot. You just got to keep winning. Right. So if you if you win every game by three to seven points, that that don't mean that you're not that team. You just didn't beat people to death, but you undefeated. So it's got to account for something, but unfortunately in college, um, it can hurt you in the polls, and that's where you decide if I'm going to the um, SEC championship game or not, or sort of on how you rate it and how other team does. So it's, it's style points, and it's, yeah. it's the only it's the only sport and I don't like that, that does that. Yeah, and, I don't like if it. If style points counted, the way that secondary got ate up, OG Saturday yeah. against Missouri, it's certainly. They'd be ranked dead last. What are your thoughts? Is, is Georgia overrated? I think I don't know. Overrated? I don't know. I think I think we're too early. We're not there yet. But I think they did get exposed that they are definitely not the team of last year. And and let's think about it. Think of how many of those eleven stars on defense went on to the NFL. I mean, a significant number. I I want to say it was six or seven, which I mean, that's a big loss. Mm-hmm. So I. I they start. They're starting to get into the to the, you know, the mean potatoes, the SEC portion of their schedule, and they played a better team this uh, this past week in Missouri than they had in the last couple of weeks. So I think it's I think time will tell. But to your point, the polls don't matter until the last couple of weeks. And and so yes, their style points, their cool points, but it's meaningless uh, for now. So Georgia just needs to survive in advance. And let the the other teams in the SEC kind of duke it out for a second place, and yeah, you know, as long as they keep winning, they got nothing to worry about. But this just does not look like the team that handily and just emphatically beat Utah. Um, are you telling me that Missouri is a better team than Utah? Well, I think <laughs> SEC teams are 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 better on average than a lot, just about any other conference. And I mean, we could get into the, you know, the 
skinny about which teams are better where, but in general, SEC teams are higher caliber than a lot of other teams out there. So I think it's different style and different competition, but I, I would be a little bit nervous about Georgia's, uh, especially defense, but their offense seems to be not really clicking that well either. So I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. I agree. I, I really didn't think that Georgia would drop by them playing an SEC team in Missouri. Of course, Missouri, you know, they ain't as good as they've been in the past, but they still in the SEC. So I really thought they would hold that number one position, but they didn't. Also, uh, Georgia's offensive line hasn't really been that stout this year. Stetson Bennett has struggled. And that's why, in my opinion, I think Stetson should have rolled on off on the high horse when he won the thing and got on out of here. Because I think it's kind of exposing Stetson a little bit under pressure. He's so, not going through his reads very well. Right. So, you know, I still think, you know, the the SEC East, if you look at Georgia's schedule, it's they're not playing Alabama. They're not playing uh, Texas A&M. So they're not playing some of the – they're not playing Arkansas. So they got an easier schedule this year than they've had in the past. And they kind of struggling a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're they going to have to get it together, although I still think that they're going to be the ones to come out of the East. And college football wants Georgia and Alabama in that SEC championship game. Yeah. So I, thing, I think they'll Robert, make it. They'll, though. they'll make it. And I get it. They're a young team. There's a lot that they're still learning. But if I remember correctly, I remember uh, Kirby Smart saying that before the season began last year, there are some things they did different. They like went on a retreat and they just mm. really kind of connected and really just did some things to really just bond as a team. And maybe that's what we're seeing, this lack of cohesion, just a lack of, of playing together. But I'm just, again, but Bennett and Bowers have been, been been this route before. And we haven't really heard much from Bowers, who is a play, a beast. He is a I super mean, you throw, you throw it anywhere near him, and he's going to make a play. So, again, that just lets me know that Stets is, is, is struggling a little bit more as far as his decisions yeah. and really not as accurate. We have had some drop balls and yeah. some fumbles. So it's certainly yeah. not all on him. Um, but it, it, it is a concern and certainly does not lend to really seeing this team as as high a caliber to me as they're ranked. Well, Georgia has Auburn this week, mm -hmm. and that should be a game that, that they win. And I, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win it kind of handily because I know Kirby been in that ass. Mm -hmm. And Auburn <laughs> is not playing well this no. year. So. so, you know, OG, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I – I think right now we've got a couple of issues. We got to address them now before they become problems. And I'm glad that we don't have the toughest schedule because I think I think we're on the struggle bus. And if we played even the top two or three or four teams in the SEC West, I think we would really struggle. And so I, I just I think in the end, by the time the end of the season comes, I think we'll be in the best, you know, the best team that we could be, but I'm not, sh I'm not confident that they'll, that they'll win the SEC outright. They'll come out of the East, but they may not win the SEC championship. Well, I do know one thing. 
I don't want to hear no more of these Georgia fans talking about, oh, Notre Dame don't play nobody this night because they ain't playing nobody this year. I, I beg to differ. Florida <laughs> could certainly challenge them. They ain't playing nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt Wait, my feelings. You trying to say that Auburn? Auburn ain't going to do nothing? Nah. Probably not. Auburn ain't too hot this they, year. They, they're not. They're, they're not. They haven't been playing well. I know they're three and two, but they've been exposed. Yeah, but you you know they're going to try and step it up. I'm sure they will, but I know. we expect, again, we talk about, you know, on the, when we talked about Carterville and just, I want to believe that Kirby Smart, by reading the penultimate of winning a national championship that he has created a certain culture Mm -hmm. uh, for Georgia football and that those players understand that and have bought into it. So there is no reason for them to not to come out and literally just rip Auburn a new one. And they, and they, like you say, Mo, they got to get Brock Bowers the ball Mm -hmm. a lot more. He's got to be eight to 10 looks easy. Uh, Every Saturday, he is that type of player. Oh yeah, and there's no question about it. So you know, I Georgia win. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> don't have a dog on the fight, right? But hey, go go Bulldogs. Go Irish. Oh really? All right, gentlemen. Thanks for another wonderful evening. It's been real. It's been grand. Any final thoughts? Hey man, I just want the Falcons to go out, play well this week, and get a win. It's time to get some signature wins. And I want Tom Brady on his butt. Okay. All right, folks. We'll see y'all next week. OG. OG. All right. We out.